excuse me. Good morning, marketers. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Opportunity Knocks call, the OK call. It's a glorious Monday uh, in September, and uh, we're heading into a beautiful week of empire building, building our networks, increasing our sphere of influence on social media, and making as many friends as possible along the way. I want to thank you guys for being here. Thank you to my regulars. Thank you to my people who always show up. appreciate you guys. I'm going to ask that you guys continue to spread uh, the news about this call. Go ahead and share it on your wall. Pull your friends into it. Three-way people in. Share the archives calls after the fact on your wall. You can go right over to SoundCloud. And if you like the training or you like the talk that Bill did or that I did, just go out there and share it. Uh, you can share just, just one call right right on your wall any day of the week. So um, SoundCloud makes it really easy for you to get the word out. You know, we do this stuff because we love what we do. And we do this stuff because we want to affect change in people's lives. And change doesn't come easy. Change actually comes with a price. Sometimes people aren't willing to pay the price, but, but change uh, comes with a price nonetheless. And, you know, it's something that you, you actually make sacrifices on a daily basis. You actually make decisions on a daily basis. So today I want to talk about passion. I want, I want you to start to really consider where you're passionate. What are you most passionate about? And, and how do you tap into that passion on a regular basis? You're going to need to tap into the passion. Because, you know, life is always going to throw a curveball. Life is going to uh, uh, catch you by surprise. There's going to be unexpected events that come your way. There's going to be things you couldn't have counted on, things you couldn't have planned for. You're always going to have a rock in your stream. You're always going to have an obstacle that you need to get over. And if you're not passionate and, and you're not a person that's filled with a vision, then those, those bumps in the road are really going to send you careening out of control. You know, I put on my wall today, I said, uh, unsuccessful people uh, quit when they fail, but winners fail until they succeed. You know, if, if I could count the number of times I've fallen on my face in business, I probably would be embarrassed at how many times I've failed, how many times I set out to set the world on fire, and then I looked back, and I just failed, fell on my face. The best laid plans came to ruin. My hopes and dreams were temporarily dashed and shattered. It's happened so many times that I'm numb to it now. You know, I, I come to this place, you know, somebody put on their Facebook wall, they said, uh, suffer until you succeed. And there's truth in that. But then I, I, I made a comment and I said, you know, everybody suffers. Every single one of us on planet Earth suffers. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how poor you are. We all suffer. So to quantify the quote that says, suffer until you succeed, I said, 
suffer well until you succeed. Suffer well. And what I mean by suffer well is can you endure the pain? Can you endure the challenges and not complain? Can you take the hit or the hits and keep going? That's what I mean by suffering well. You know, the life uh, that you lead, you know, life will always uh, bring adversity. There's just adversity in life. There's just a duality to life. There's good, there's bad, there's rich, there's poor, there's happy, there's sad. There's always a duality. So adversity is going to come your way. We, we know this as entrepreneurs. How you deal with the problems really decides if you're a winner or a loser, right? You just have to expect that there's going to be problems and challenges. And so one thing that I've learned is that there's no problem in my life that's bigger than me. Yes, there are challenges in my life, but I'm bigger than the problem. And you have got to tap into your passion so you can feel the same way. I look at any obstacle as just a temporary setback. Let's just take my, my view on anything. You know, the way, the way I look at my life and my business is I'm going places. I'm going to the shiny, happy vision that I have. And anything that hits me along the way is just a rock in the stream. It's just a temporary, uh, you know, uh, break, break in the uh, activity. I just, as a mindset, know where I'm going. A lot of people look at my wall. They say, Tom, wow, man, you got the life. You know, you're posting all these great pictures of food. You know, you're curating all this positivity. And from the looks of my wall, it may look like I don't have any problems and life is just great for me. And every day is a cakewalk and I just wake up and, I, you know, I'm, I'm rich and I'm happy. And, you know, it's just not true. I've got challenges just like you guys do. I have struggles just like you guys do. I have all kinds of outside forces pressing in and things that need my attention and responsibilities. But, like I said, the problems aren't bigger than me because I'm tapped into my passion. I'm tapped into my inspiration. And I've learned how to stay in that place of inspiration. And when you get so passionate about something that it changes your physiology, forgive me, your physiology, when you get so passionate that you literally get goosebumps, that you get an endorphin rush, that adrenaline fills your veins when you start thinking about your vision, that's when you become an unstoppable force. When you learn to suffer well and you keep moving, that's when you start bending reality to your will. You are a dynamo. You have the power to create anything you want in your life. And can't is just a belief. So getting tapped into your passion. Now, some people aren't really passionate about network marketing. You know, uh, network marketing is a means to an end for them. Uh, they might be passionate about uh, moving to the Dominican Republic and, and building a house. They might be passionate about buying a boat. They might be passionate about whatever. Network marketing is just a means to an end. You know, I've talked to people that say, you know, I really am not completely thrilled about some of the things I have to do in network marketing, about getting on the phone and talking to people, this kind of stuff. But conversely, some of the other things that they would have to do in a job are far worse. You know, I remember being uh, 18 
and living down in Florida and having no work and going to one of those uh, temporary man-hour places where you just show up at 5 in the morning and you wait for them to give you a job. And I remember going out on the highway and digging a uh, a, uh, a, a a ditch, uh, what do you call it, a, um, a long trench by the side of the highway so they could put uh, a pipe down. We were I don't know why they had us digging up. They were shovels when they could have used the machine. 18 years old. It was probably, you know, 95 degrees in Florida and humid. Eight hours digging a ditch in the sun. I made $27 that day. And then I had to pay taxes on that money. So, you know, what would I rather do? Sit in my air-conditioned place? Teach people's interest on social media, pick up the phone and talk to some folks or go out by the side of the highway and dig a ditch, right? So sometimes the alternatives are so far worse that you start to get passionate about the fact that network marketing, you know, really poses uh, an incredible solution for your long-term success. And when you start tapping into your passion about what you want to accomplish in your life, the network marketing for some of us is just a means to the end, and that's fine. Now, I personally am just passionate about the journey of network marketing, about meeting people, about doing these calls, about building a team, about building a subscription business, about creating a digital income, about you know, having the entire planet Earth as my business building territory, right? Because we can build it in many opportunities, especially with digital products, we can build it anywhere. So I'm excited about that. Before I came to network marketing, I was passionate about music. And I pursued that for years and years and years. And I did it full time. And then my focus started to change as I started to see some very success people, successful people in network marketing doing some amazing things. I, I started to see people like Robert Hollis and Bill Ebert. And Bill Ebert was my first inspiration. Robert Hollis was my second. I remember the first year that I got aligned with Robert Hollis, I was building the software and doing all the creative media, and Robert Hollis was being a network marketer. We were building a system to help promote one of the things that he was, uh, you know, doing. I think I made 150000 my first year with Robert Hollis. I think he made 408000 being a professional network marketer. His second year, he did 700000 So within two years, I completely changed my focus. I said, I'm not going to do multimedia for retail anymore. I'm walking away from that, and I'm going to do what Robert Hollis does. I'm going to do what Bill Ebert does. It was the greatest decision I ever made in my life. In 2012... I made so much money, and I won't even tell you how much. I made so much money in a matter of months. I actually felt guilty. I didn't feel like I deserved the kind of windfall that came my way. And I got to travel for 13 months, and I was hanging out at all kinds of beautiful resorts and driving, you know, nice convertible cars and going jet skiing. I was in Hawaii. I was in the Bahamas. I was in Toronto. I was in San Francisco, I was in Southern California, you name it. I just, I just traveled for 13, I got to travel and stay in hotels for 13 months. I lived uh, on a golf course in uh, north of Atlanta in a 10,000 square foot house that I leased for three months. I just, I just had a blast and network marketing afforded me the opportunity to do that. And network marketing can afford you the same opportunity, but you have got to stay completely tapped into your passion and tapped into your inspiration. It's imperative because it's, it's that feeling that you connect with that gets you over the rough spots. It's that feeling that I'm going somewhere in my life, and regardless of what comes my way, I will overcome it. It's 
staying tapped into that inspiration that's going to get you over any obstacle. You know, we have financial hurdles. We have people people uh, die on us unexpectedly. We have all kinds of stuff pressuring us. We have all kinds of problems we've got to wade through. But it's, it's those of us that are so tapped into the inspiration that the problems just are insignificant. That's how, how I look at my business. If I could ever share with you, one day I will, if I could ever share with you some of the adversity I've been through over this past year, you guys probably wouldn't believe it. Honestly, you probably wouldn't believe what I've gone through and what I've been through. So I want you guys to really start thinking, do you believe your own story? Do you believe that you can attain your why? You know, we always talk about getting, getting intimate with your why. Why do you get up and do what you do? I get up and do what I do because I want to make a better way for my family. I want to put my kids through college. I want, to, I want my wife to be able to quit her, her job so she can stay home full time. Uh, whatever the why is, do you believe that you can attain that why? Do you really in your heart of hearts believe it? Because, look, you're not going to take action on something that you don't believe is possible. It's kind of a weird thing how we as, as human beings will deceive ourselves. And sometimes we're, we're doing busy work in, a, in a, uh, a non-direct way. Like we're doing a lot of things that aren't really bringing us to success. And the reason that we're doing all these nondescript things is because we really don't believe, uh, maybe A, we don't believe we deserve success, or B, maybe we don't think that we're capable of attaining it. Maybe we think success is for someone else. Or maybe we think that, uh, well, you know, I, I have this dream, but it's so unrealistic, I'll never get there. So, you know, I'm just kind of like, you know, halfway trying. You know, you've got to be all the way committed to your vision. You've got to be all in, ladies and gentlemen. And you've got to be learning what? To become a leader and providing leadership. I've had people say, you know, Tom, I got a lot of people into my business, but a lot of them left. Okay, well, you know, you can't, you can't control what other people do, but you can't influence what other people do. So then I say, okay, well, everybody left. How many people did you have? Well, you know, I used to have about 19 people on my team, but now I only got three. They all left. And I say, well, how many mastermind meetings have, have you had with your team? How many uh, uh, Skype conference calls? How many group calls? How many hangouts? Well, you know, I haven't. I've, uh, I've just been, and then they start backpedaling. Well, you know, my monkey's been on fire, and I had to find a fire extinguisher to put out my monkey. What are their excuses? Well, you know, this was happening, that was happening, you know, this person was sick. So then you find out that they just weren't providing leadership. So it's not enough to be tapped into your passion. You've got to be tapped into your passion and be willing to do the things the average person isn't willing to do. Because successful people will do things now that average people won't so they can do things later that average people can't. I'll give you a perfect example. I connected with a, a friend of mine from uh, elementary school into high school. We went to a Catholic school back in the late 70s. We wore clip-on ties. And then we got into high school. We went to prep schools. Uh, I dropped out of school pretty quick. But we were best buddies, like, like everyday buddies for probably about, I don't know, 10 years or so, hanging out, partying together and all that stuff, being hooligans when we were, you know, teenagers. We lost touch. He connected back with me in 2012, and 2012 was when I was kind of on this, this epic tour of 
fine resorts across the world. You know, I was just like always, you know, sending a video from some beach chair or whatever. And he started making passive aggressive and negative comments on my wall. This is someone I haven't talked to in you know, 25 years or so, but we were best buddies. Then I started confronting him a little bit uh, privately. So, you know, what, what is the deal? Why, why are you always making these negative comments? And then he started attacking me. And I realized that he was essentially just hating on me because I was able to do things he wasn't able to do. And I was able to do those things, number one, the biggest reason, because I had a mentor. And number two, because I held on to my vision and I took all kinds of tiny baby steps and every time I fell down, I got up, and I fall down again, and I get up. I keep taking baby steps. So over time, over the years, I came to a place where I had a residual income, and he didn't. So I was able to do things that he couldn't do, and it irked him, especially because he knew me so intimately, right, especially because he knew that I was a high school dropout, that I used to uh, – I used to participate in a lot of substances when I was a teenager. Of course, I don't do that stuff now, but back then, right? So he, he has this, this remembrance of this crazy, wild, long hair party, Tom Selly, that's the high school dropout, didn't go to college. And why is he driving in a Lamborghini? And why is he hiking in the rainforest in Hawaii? And why is he on a jet ski in Miami? Well, it's because I took a lot of steps that he, he, he didn't take. So... When you look at your business, when you look at your life, you've got to be willing to get up and take the baby steps. And keeping tapped into your passion and your inspiration is what does it. You know, I'm always listening to personal development when I'm in the shower, when I'm in the gym, when I go for my walks. I, I don't know if you guys see my wall. I've been walking a lot. It's been working for me. Well, when, I, when I'm in the city, I, I have uh, either the Bible or some personal development going in my ear, in my earbud. I don't like to have both ears plugged up when I'm in the city because I want to have my wits about me. But I have one ear with a word going. And it also helps pass the time. So I'm getting some personal development in. It's just one little life hack that I do. I get it in when I can. I continually fill my head with good stuff. And then hopefully I get more good stuff out. And it's also what helps me stay tapped into my inspiration. You know, when I'm out there walking... I'm brooding over my, my dream. I'm brooding over my own personal why. I'm brooding over my business. I'm brooding over the things that I'm passionate about. I'm thinking about them. I'm, I'm prayerfully considering what's the next action to take. And I'm staying tapped in to my passion. You know, I believe that life is supposed to be filled with passion every day. I believe that we're supposed to wake up excited to face the day. It doesn't mean every day I wake up. I have days where I wake up and I feel pretty blasé. I'm human. You know, I do these calls, and sometimes I think, you know, uh, there's a chance that, you know, there's people on this call that are listening to me that are far better off than me based on some of the things that I've been walking through in my own life. But what I've learned to do when I wake up and I have that blasé, you know, feeling, that, that thinking feeling, that overwhelmed feeling, that feeling where I'm not real enthusiastic to face the day, I've learned that that's just a loop playing in my head. Emotions pass. Emotions are fleeting. They don't last forever. You can, you can change the CD anytime. You can change the song. You don't have to listen to sad music that makes you sad. You can change the song and be happy. So sometimes I got to get up, put on some praise and worship, jump around the house in my underwear, whatever I got to do. 
Sometimes I just put on some personal development. Sometimes, I, whatever, I get into the work. I just do the things that inspire me. I do the things that keep me in the state of flow, that keep me in passion. And I get my head right. Do you know that you can tell yourself how to feel? Do you, do you know that you can tell your mind to shut the heck up? You can literally tell your mind to shut up. That's a lie. You can tell yourself, this is how I'm going to choose to feel. Decide you're going to be passionate. Decide you're going to do your best in every endeavor throughout the day. Decide that when you get on social media and you're going to start building your business, that you have a, a goal in mind and that nothing is going to get you off that goal, whether it's keeping five people or 50 people. It's a choice. And it's something that you practice choosing daily. It's just like practicing winning. We don't always win, but we practice winning. And what practicing winning means is that we're still going to lose, but we hopefully win more times than we lose. It's like when you go to a casino and you're going to lay down a bet. The house knows that sometimes you're going to win, but the odds are in the house. The, the odds are in the, the favor of the house, I should say. And they know that they're going to win more times than you're going to win. They know that it doesn't matter how many people are on the floor, they're going to win more times, and that's why they keep growing. You know, I used to play in Vegas, and, and I, I played at the uh, Maxim Hotel uh, and Casino. It's no longer there. They tore it down. But back in 1993, in another lifetime when I was a skinny rock and roller, I had a house gig there. I, I think we, we had a, a, a one-year contract. So we played uh, five nights a week at the Maxim Hotel and Casino. And I saw their electric bill. Uh, because, you know, you get to know people that work there. Do you know back in 1993, their electric bill for one month was $275,000? I'm sure it's a lot a lot more now, 20 years later, those casinos. How can they pay such a bill? Because they always win. Or they win more times than they lose. So we've got to start getting tapped into our passion so we can set ourselves up for a win. You've actually, it's, it's like you're placing yourself in position to catch the game-winning path. And you set yourself up with your intentions, with your beliefs, with your words, with your actions, and ultimately by tapping into your inspiration. You know, if there's a goal that you want to accomplish, if, if you want a vacation home or you want to take a vacation or you want a new car, take a picture of the thing that you want and put it somewhere where you're going to see it every day. Be reminded of it all the time. Make it your uh, wallpaper on your phone. So every time that you unlock your phone, you see that car. Or or uh, if it's a vacation, you see the beautiful blue waters of uh, wherever you want to go. Be reminded of your why as often as possible. And what happens is over time you start getting so tapped into it that you change who you are. You change the way you think. You change the way you process information, and you start waking up, and you start being a light in the darkness for other people. You start getting people to gravitate towards you because you're always so positive, because you're always so cheery, because you're always so happy. Man, I don't know what it is that Laurie, Laurie has, but, man, I just feel good when I'm around her. People start gravitating to you. Because you are a light in their darkness. Look, we're all supposed to be in this game 
so we can inspire other people. I mean, we have our own reasons. We have our own goals, and, and, and a lot of it is, is self-driven. But ultimately, we want to inspire people. We want to live lives that are overcoming. We want to live lives that, that, that people can say, well, you know, I, I know Tom Selly's story. I followed him for five years. He faced a lot of adversity, but he stayed positive through the whole thing, and he touched a lot of people along the way. I know Ron Doyle, he, uh, he's had a, a lot of challenges come his way, but, you know, every time I'm around that guy, I feel good because he's always so positive. You are bigger than your challenges. You're bigger than your problems. And when you start realizing that it all comes down to the space between your ears, how you feel about a subject and, 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 and the choices that you make and the, and the feelings and emotions that you allow to take root, that decides your success. That decides your destiny. And here's the good news. Regardless of what happened yesterday, it's a new day. You have a fresh do-over right this very moment. Ladies and gentlemen, you can change your thoughts starting now. The past may equal the present, but it does not equal the future. And you have an opportunity to write the story right now. You are literally writing the pages on the novel of your life. So I want you to choose success. I want you to, to, to decide to be a winner. And I want you to stay tapped into your inspiration at all costs. And when you start feeling overwhelmed and when you start feeling negged, that's when you've got to immediately deal with that emotion, immediately turn it around, immediately do something that gets you back on track. So throughout your day, you're resonating at a high frequency. You're resonating at a frequency of faith. You're resonating at a frequency of belief and not of doubt. Whenever you feel those negative emotions in your chest, those butterflies, I won't call them butterflies, that tension in your chest, deal with it the minute you feel it because you're kind of like a tuning fork. You're putting out a frequency, and that frequency that you're putting out is calling into your uh, reality, calling into your experience what you're putting out. You are... Like attracts like. Don't believe the song by Paula Abdul. Opposites do not attract. <laughs> like attracts like. So if you want success, you've got to resonate with success, and you're going to do it when you stay tapped into your passion. Folks, it's 28 minutes. That's all I got for you. I appreciate you guys. Uh, sorry Bill couldn't make it. He was on the phone with tech support. He had a server issue, and he was, uh, he was on hold all this time, so he couldn't come on the call. But Another one's in the bag. We're going to be doing them all week like we always do. Please share it out. Tell your friends and come on back and see us tomorrow. And hopefully, if we lock arms in this thing called life and business, we're all going to get to our shiny, happy places. I'm going interactive. Here's roll call. Come on out and say goodbye as you're signing off. Knock, knock. Peace out. Have a blessed week. Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Marsha. Thanks, Tom. Michael Merlin. Have a good one, buddy. Yes, sir, my friend. God bless you, sir. Thank you, Tom. Chris Irwin from Texas. Thanks, Chris. All right, folks, this is Tom Selly saying live well, love well, God bless, and we'll see you tomorrow. The conference is now completed. Goodbye.